good evening ladies and gentlemen i trust we are all doing fine good evening listeners this is your superstar host samuel evayu of the borderless business teleseminar and tonight we are going to be hosting mr ibrahim audion a professional cv writer and the lead consultant for numa cv clinic uh, cv is an acronym for the complete statement curriculum vita in fact it is very vital in the business space and i'm very certain you understand how this works in the job market so today or rather tonight mr ibrahim audion is going to be taking us through the rigors of how to brand ourselves using uh, uh, this particular topic of discussion for today. But before then, I would like Mr. Ibrahim, so you'd like, like you to introduce yourself to us. Tell us a little bit about yourself and as well go ahead and just tell us something uh, about what you do at New Massive Clinic so our listeners could be able to understand who they are going to be listening to today and ready for the fire that they're going to be spilling out. Thank you so much, sir. Okay, good evening, listeners. Wherever you're listening from, here in Nigeria it's 10 p.m. I don't know where you're listening from, but wherever you're listening from, thank you for joining in. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Samuel. Um, you've been an amazing person. God bless the work you do. So I want to appreciate you for this awesome opportunity to speak in this BBT uh, conference. So I really, really appreciate that. Yes, my name is Ojian Ibrahim. I am the lead consultant of Numa CV Clinic. I am a professional CV writer and a LinkedIn optimization expert. So what we do in Human CV Clinic is to help people, job candidates, most importantly, tell compelling professional stories around their work history, their skill set, and their achievements, you know, in a way and manner that makes them irresistible to a recruiter and gets them interview um, job interviews twice as much as they can handle. So in the course of this meeting, I'm going to be you know, explaining in details how you can get, uh, become consistently profitable in the job market, you know, through a very um, uh, professional personal brand. Okay, thank you. All right, sir. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Ojin Brian, for that very brief introduction. I particularly love uh, the part where you talk about being irresistible. Your job is to ensure every person that comes in contact with you becomes irresistible to recruiters at them thank you for that and listeners i hope you're ready to learn how to become irresistible so tonight we're going to be learning how to market your personal brand and get profitable attention in the job market so in this very uh, discussion of today i could equally say uh, it's more of a four-part thing okay so first and foremost we have to understand um uh, i'd like you to tell us about the the meaning of personal brand i don't think everybody are quite uh, cool with that personal brand probably they know about organization brand this big, big brand coca-cola pepsi and the rest but going personal most people don't really understand what personal brand stands for and how do you market a personal brand after you have got to understand the personal brand how do you market your personal brand and this topic entails marketing your prof- your personal brand for profitability so it shows that it's possible for you to go ahead and market a personal brand and not be profitable okay and, and, and one more thing too there, there's as well uh, an opportunity, a possibility of you marketing your personal brand for profitability but in a different place now we're talking about the job market so we're being very very specific i would like you to portray on this uh, very uh, four points that borders around the discussion for tonight 
Okay, thank you so much, Mr. Samuel, for these questions. Now, firstly, let me explain what a personal brand is. You see, a personal brand is the perception people have about you. That's just what it means. The perception people have about you as a person is what is called a personal brand. Okay? It's just like when you when you say Coca-Cola, the first thing that comes to your mind, beverage. When you hear Heineken, the first thing that comes to your mind, you think of a lager beer. When you hear uh, Adidas, you, you, the, your mind comes to sportswears. When you hear Cristiano Ronaldo, your mind goes to sports, football. So that's how it is. A, a personal brand is what people perceive about you as an individual. That's what a personal brand is. Okay, what people perceive about you as a person. So, if for instance you are in a room, all right, where you have a lot of persons seated, and then you just walked into the room and then you left, okay, what people see when you are not there is what is called your personal brand. I hope that, I, I, I hope this is making sense to you. You stepped into a room, you walked out. People were there in the room. Now, what people say about you when you are not there in the room is what is called a personal brand. All right? So now, a personal brand, you see, as it, as it relates to the job market, it is very, very important you understand that there are different kinds of markets. We have the commodity market, we have the forex market, we have the, the different markets, and then we have the job market. What is a job market? A job market is a place where recruiters go to search for qualified candidates for openings, all right, for any opportunities they have in their company. Now, let me explain this so that you understand very well. Now, let me give you this scenario. If you are hungry, let's say you want to take lunch, of course, you go to a place, a commodity market where you will get something to eat. Now, when you get there, you went there because you are hungry, okay? And then you want to satisfy a need. So when you get to the market, you buy whatever thing you want to buy. Now, it depends on what. Now, when you get to the market, you will see, let's say you want to take a beverage drink. You will see Coca-Cola, you will see uh, um, Pepsi, all right? Now, your perception already about the brands, these two um, drinks, will now determine if you decide to buy Coca-Cola or you decide to buy Pepsi. Now, if you choose to buy Coca-Cola, it is based on your perception that Coca-Cola will satisfy your desire at that moment. Alright? It could be based on the advertisement online. It could be based on people's um, reviews or remarks about the product itself. Alright? So, now, when you get there, you buy what you want to buy, you satisfy your need, you give them money and then you collect what. Now, that is how it is in the commodity, in the job market. In the job market, a recruiter puts out an opening. Now, you see, when a recruiter puts out an opening, it's a, it's a clear indication to show that they are, they, they are in need of something in that organization. All right? They are in need of something in that organization. Now, let me digress a little bit. Every organization is interested in four things. All right? 
in my own opinion, they are interested in four basic things. Now, one is how to reduce cost. Two, how to maximize profit. Three, how to um, retain existing customers. Number four, how to bring in new customers. This is what they desire. How to just, number one, reduce cost. Number two, maximize profit. Number three, how to how to retain old customers. Number four, how to bring in new customers. Now, whoever, this is the long game. Just like I said, when a man is hungry, he goes to the commodity market to buy. Now, this is what they are, they, they need to move the organization forward. So when they put out an opening and say, we need, for instance, the position of an accountant, they are saying that we need an accountant to help us meet these four needs that will take our organization to the next level. So they go to a job, a, a job market. All right. So when they go to a job market, in that job market, you have people who are selling, just like the commodity market, you have people who are selling different products and different things. All right. Now, that's how you go to a job market and find people who are, who are, who portray themselves as suitable candidates for that particular role. Okay. Now, when an employer or a human resource manager gets to this job market where he's looking for suitable candidates. Now, mind you, if you go to a commodity market to just like i illustrated with pepsi and coca-cola the owner of pepsi does do not need to be in that market or in the shop where you went to buy that particular product all they need to do is to put a a a, a to put something that would represent their company that whenever you see that particular packaging or that particular design or brand logo whatever that you you are able to identify that this is coca-cola or this is pepsi and then you make your choice i don't know if you understand so by the time these recruiters they go to a job market what they look for is the cv or the the curriculum vitae or resume of these candidates who portray themselves as suitable candidates for this accounting position all right or whatever position the organization seeks to fill so by the time they get there they don't need to you see all you just need to do is to put your cv in the job market and they the, the function of the recruiter or the employer is to begin to search for those who have what he is looking for those whose personal brand has been properly sold out all right those who have told a told a compelling story around their work history their achievement and their skill sets so by the time they get there and see that okay it's just like i'm I'm going to be using what we are you know when when coca-cola sometimes our purchasing decision is influenced by the tv commercials we see on television so by the time you see uh, um, Coca-Cola makes an advert and the way they do, did their advert you see it was just captivating and then those things prompt you to go and buy alright those things prompt you to go and buy Coca-Cola or maybe you see an advertisement where Messi because you love Messi you see Messi drinking Pepsi you want to go and buy Pepsi why because Messi was advertised drinking Pepsi so those advertisements you see is what you do 
in your CV by making it professional to make you irresistible. So if you're in the job market, in the job market where you ought to your your CV ought to be very professional for your for a recruiter to identify you and say this person is suitable for this role. Now let me bring him to my organization and interview him. So now in this case, your personal brand in the job market is not first to give you a job, it's first to give you a space in the interview room. So when you have been given a space in the interview room, then when you are able to answer the questions of the recruiter, then you are given the job. All right. Now, when you get to the job market, listen, the instrumentality that sells you in the job market, just like you have the packaging and all manner of Coca-Cola and Pepsi, in the job market, what actually sells you is your curriculum vitae. What actually sells you is your curriculum vitae. So how you do your advertisement, how you are able to market yourself by showing us your skills, by showing us your achievements, and telling us and telling us a compelling story around your work history will determine if we will have interest in you as a candidate that is suitable for the role. Are we getting it? So by the time as, as, as a HR, I go and I'm looking for somebody who studied accounting, all right? I go, and then I begin to see there are different, different accountants, all right? Just like you have different, different beverage drink, and there are different, different accountants. Now I see one having um, his skill set relating to the field of accounting, and I see another who has skill set, but they are not relating to the field of accounting. Of course, you don't expect me to call candidate B who does not have the skill set that is relating to accounting. I would rather invite the one that has the skill set that is relating to accounting. So on this wise, since your CV is the only thing that portrays you, is the first thing your, your recruiter must see and find you interesting. Alright, for a particular job position. So this is how I define a CV. A CV is your self-marketing tool. A CV is your self-marketing. Look at my choice of word. Self-marketing. You are using a, a, a you are you know you are marketing your personal brand to a recruiter. Alright, to find you suitable for a particular job position so you are telling the recruiter that recruiter i have what it takes to meet the four basic needs of your organization which is one to minimize cost to maximize profit to bring in new customers and to retain old customers i'm telling the recruiter that sir this my cv this, this is a summary of my professional story telling you what I have done in other organizations and the skills I have developed in the course of working in previous organizations. And I want to bring in this same expertise and excellent service to your organization to help you move your organization forward. So when he sees your CV, you are able to, just like all those commercial, TV commercials you see on television, you are able to tell him, this is my achievement. I was able to increase uh, revenue by 50% in company A. I was able to increase, decrease cost by 
70% in company B and all that. So by the time you are able to portray yourself as a candidate, you will, I tell you, you will never be resisted by a recruiter. Yes, you will never be resisted by a recruiter. So what do you do? You must know that the recruiter will not first see you. He must first of all see your CV. So your CV is the is that is that little paper that represents you there in the job market. Now you must you must see the you must see a CV as something beyond a two sheet of paper. You must see a CV as your marketing tool, as something that is used to market your personal brand. So if you are not able to market it well. If you are not able to market yourself well, which I'm going to be showing the course of this, our discussion, if you are not able to market yourself well, you will not be consistently profitable in the job market. You will not get as much interview, which in this case is what we call interview. Okay, when we say you are consistently profitable means you are getting a lot of interview calls, you know, people are giving you job offers and all that. Alright? Yes. So, how do you market yourself in the job market mind you i said that your cv is your self-marketing tool in a competitive job market you must understand that this job market you are not the only one there that there are so many persons who are competing for the same position as you so you, you must know how to sell yourself well as a recruiter I am the one that have what it takes to work in this position. Please forget about the others. You are not being selfish. You are only trying to sell yourself more, alright, than others. So now, what do you do when you see a job advertisement? Since your CV is the only thing that uh, that sells you out there in the job market, when a recruiter sends out a job advert and say or a job opening and say we want the um, we want a manager with five years experience um, has good relationship management skills he has um, ability to grow and expand businesses um, so many stories like that so when you when you see a job advertisement the first thing you do is to study the job description Alright, so I'm, 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 I'm already telling you now, I'm starting to tell you how you can build your CV to be considerably profitable in the job market. The first thing you do is to study the job description. Never make the mistake of using one CV to apply for every job. Because one CV does not fit every job. In fact, you must consistently optimize your CV to fit every job description. The reason is because the position of a manager in a bank is different from the position of a manager in the hospitality industry. Let's say a hotel. Alright? So, you cannot compare, you cannot write a CV for a banking, for the position of a bank manager and use that same CV to apply for the position of a manager in a hotel, it does not work because they all require different skills and they all have different requirements. 
So by the time you see you see a job advert, the first thing you do is to study the job description. When you study the job description, what do you look out for in the job description? You look out for number one. You look out for keywords. You look out for keywords. Keywords are are words that are related to a particular industry. Okay? We have buzzwords, we have keywords. Keywords are words that are related to a particular industry. For instance, when you come to computer science, we have words like programming, we have words like software, we have words like hardware, we have words like um, desktop publishing, we have words like um, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, Python, all these are keywords that are related to the computer science industry. All right. Now, it's different from the customer service field. We're in customer service, seeing things like customer service, customer engagement, customer interaction, customer communication. We're seeing things like um, um, customer relationship management, all right, and so on and so forth. So, you must, number one, check out for these keywords. Very, very important because it is these keywords that these recruiters look out for when they read your CV. So, the first thing you do, check out for keywords. The next thing you do is to check out the job description and look for the skills that is required from every candidate. Now, the skills that is required, like I said, for being a manager in a bank will be different from the one that is required for being a manager in a hotel. Okay? So, you must study the the job description and know what kind of skills do they need understand what kind of skills do they need so by the time you look at the skill set and know that okay i have these skills then you you take those skills and put them in your cv and represent them on your cv and let the so that the recruiter can know that okay this is what i'm looking for mind you i said that when a recruiter puts out an advert it's an indication that to mean that they are hungry they need somebody to fill a particular position so they are putting out an advert and saying if you have this requirement if you have what it takes please apply do you have so when you when you have this requirement in your cv you have this keyword number two you have this skill set there is no how you will not be profitable on a consistent level Alright, so by the time you study the job description, you take out the skill set, you take out the keywords, the next thing is now to structure your CV. Now, how do you structure your CV? You see, I'm going to, you see, I, I always make reference to, to business brands, alright? The first thing you do when you are structuring your CV, you start with your contact information. Your contact information um, includes your name, your address, your phone number, and your LinkedIn profile. If you have a LinkedIn profile, your name, your address, your um, email address, that's your, your, your home address, your email address, and then your phone number, and then your LinkedIn. All these things will be captured in your contact information. Alright? Now listen. When it comes to your address, please and please, there are 
there are unprofessional address that recruiters frown at. Your address must not must for your address to be accepted, it must carry at least one or two of your names. Alright? For instance, my name is Ojon Ibrahim. I'll say my email is ojonibrahim at gmail.com. I cannot say um IB Odion at gmail.com. That's IB is not my name. Or I cannot say uh, put a nickname, alright, as a, as an email. No, you don't do that. Because your CV is actually a a formal document, and you must see it as that, or you must see it as such. Alright? Yes, your CV is actually a formal document. So by the time you put all, all this unnecessary, unprofessional, it only means the recruiter see you as an unprofessional person. Okay? Mind you, you are dealing with professionals. So you must ensure that everything that is on that on that CV is very, very professional. So after your your contact information, the next thing is your professional summary. Alright? Your professional summary is a summary, not career objective, please. Your professional summary is a summary of your your skill set and your work experience all right that is things you have done over time and what you have acquired over time so it's just like a summary of it and saying okay i am an achievement driven person with hands-on experience in providing top-notch services that drives organizational growth and effectiveness all right yes then you move i'm skilled in depending on the field you are depending on the field you are applying for a job you must ensure that these keywords and skill sets are captured in the professional summary because that is your unique selling proposition that is what differentiates you from other candidates when a recruiter reads your cv the first place after seeing your contact information the next thing he reads is your professional summary or your professional profile he wants to know who is this person okay so if you are uh you don't use words like i am a dedicated i am a hardworking, i am i am a honest they don't care these are buzzwords so you use very strong adjectives you use words like i am i am a performance driven high performance driven, a bottom line focused individual all right if you have uh, uh, if you are if you start a professional course you can use let's say I'm an accountant I can say a certified accountant or a certified um, public uh, 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 um, administrator or depending on your field okay so you you put it out there so that they know that okay this person for instance you can say if it's computer science you can say a solution focused computer scientist with five years experience so you must start it that way you know so that it's, it's you must start on that note so that when the recruiter is reading your profile he's in he's finding you very very interesting because if he's not able to find your profile captivating he will he might not be so interested in reading the remaining part of your cv okay so like i said when you want to write your professional summary you must start with who you are what you're skilled in and what you seek to achieve for the organization this is my grand formula 
or writing a professional story or a professional summary rather you must you must start with who you are who you are is i am an achievement driven accountant or i am a solution focused computer scientist with five years working experience in what you begin to list them that is who you are so what you are skilled in so when the by the time you now list, say who you are full stop skilled or proficient or possess skills in see as a computer scientist now you can say css html blah 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 and all that okay now after that you now say you now say what you seek to achieve for that organization because the recruiter wants to know that you you really have interest in their organization so by the time you come you now say okay seeking to to utilize my skills and proficiencies in helping you know in helping to drive organizational profitability post up that's all all right it should not be more than seven five to seven lines all right you should have summarized your professional story okay so like i said your professional summary is a summary of all the things you have done and what you have um, gathered or acquired as skill because of places you've worked in okay so after your professional summary should come your skill set okay your skill set should be the next thing that follows suit after your professional summary now your skill set you must understand that there is soft skill and there is hard skill a soft skill is something you already have inside of you it's innate you were born with them things like interpersonal skills um, uh, things like adaptability planning organization right communication all these are uh, soft skills okay now we also have hard skills hard skills now depends now hard skills are industry specific they are industry specific you can the hard skill that is required in the accounting space is not the same thing that is required in the digital marketing space for instance, in the accounting space, you are expected to have hard skills such as uh, pitch to your accounting, search 50, QuickBook, Microsoft Excel, Access, and all that. Okay, another accounting information uh, software. Now, but in digital, in the digital marketing space, you'll be seeing things like um, Google, Google Market Analytics and survey. Uh, uh, we seen things like copywriting, content creation, all these are hard skills. Anything you learned is a hard skill. Alright? Is a hard skill. Of course, someone would say, but we learn communication. Yes, of course we do. But these things at the same time, you only um, enhance what you already know about them. Everybody knows how to communicate. It's just that when you go for trainings, you know how to communicate better okay yes so but not everybody was born with the ability to know how to 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 write a sales copy everybody goes to learn so what you learn now is depend on the industry so what you learn it now becomes hard skill for you okay so now when you are writing your hard skill when you are writing your skill sets rather you must understand that like I said, you must study the job description to know the skill set. 
the skill set please mind you you must study to know what is the skills that is needed those skills you will take those skills and add them to your cv for instance now let's say a candidate sees the position of um okay let's say a computer scientist, a computer science graduate who graduated and um, saw a job offer for a computer scientist. Now, and one of the requirements is Python programming, and he doesn't have knowledge of Python programming. Now, I advise people you could do this. You could go online, take some videos. Now, if that Python programming happens to be the, a, a major requirement for from every candidate, what you just need to do is put that that python in your skill set and in bracket put basic knowledge okay in bracket you put basic knowledge now you go online take one or two courses all right on youtube just take one or two videos watch and then have basic knowledge of what it's all about so by the time they you get to the interview room and they ask you okay in your cv you wrote basic knowledge in python programming then you can you can tell them that okay that when you discover that having um, Python programming ability or proficiency is a key requirement for this role, you have to go online to take one or two courses. It shows how serious you are. Okay? It shows how serious you are. So you must understand this. Okay? You must understand this. So if you are, depending on the industry you are in, I advise people to have more of hard skills it's advisable you have more of hard skills in your cv than soft skills having more of hard skills differentiates you from others easily okay yes differentiates you more from others easily everybody can plan everybody can organize everybody can communicate everybody can adapt you understand we all have this ability inherent in us but not everybody can program not everybody can write code you understand that's for the portion of the computer scientists now not everybody can do programming so but by the time you have all these programming languages in your cv you will tend to stand out than somebody from uh, than, than, than someone who has just communication presentation skills uh, supervision and all that okay so that's it um the next thing you do is your work experience section all right a work experience session now this is very very key when you're writing your cv you must be very very good with words you must know how to word sweet but i'm going to give you a very simple formula that will help you in writing your work experience section now when you're writing your work experience section you see you must start with an action verb you must start with an action verb. For instance, there's a difference between I am responsible for selling XYZ. Alright? There's a difference between I am responsible for selling XYZ. Uh, compare it to I increased sales or profitability by 15%. Through strengthening um, sales and marketing strategies. All right. I said there is a difference between I am responsible for selling X Y Z. 
Alright, there's a difference between that and saying I increase sales by 30% or 15% in three months in XYZ store. Alright? So you see that achievement, your 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 bullet points must be achievement driven, must be achievement oriented. You not just come and write, I am uh, I, I, I am um, let me which word will I use now? Um, some people will say I I brought in customers, I was in, I was responsible for bringing in customers, I I carried out responsibilities. No. Those are passive words. They, are, they, 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 they don't market you well. They don't show that you are capable of doing the job. All right? So by the time you begin to put in, use action verbs, words like executed, words like, words like increased, words like generated, words like achieved. All right? These are action verbs we use in, in, in writing scenes. So by the time you use these words and then you add numbers to it, that makes you very outstanding. All right? You can say, for instance, I drove organizational productivity by by 10%. All right, drove organizational uh, uh, profitability. Uh, 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 I drove organizational profitability by 10% through developing, through designing and implementing effective organizational strategy. All right, so it shows that wow, this person is actually an achiever. So he was able to design. And implement an organizational strategy that drove organizational profitability by 10%. That is how to market yourself to a recruiter and stay consistently profitable. Okay? Yes. That is how you market yourself to a recruiter and stay consistently profitable. Alright? Yes. So by the time, you know, and secondly, when you want to write, you must start with an action verb, like I said. You see, there is a formula. It's called, I call it the PAR formula. P-A-R, PAR. That is, you show a problem you have solved, the action you took to solve the problem, and the result you got. All right? Yes. PAR, problem, action, reward. So, probably there was a problem in an organization. There was an action you took, and then what was the result? Okay? So, let's, let me give you an instance now. Um, let's say there was a problem. Let's say you could say um, um, increased. It, it might not really start with a problem. Now you could say increased page visibility. All right, by let's say fifty percent. Increased face page. Um, increased page visibility by fifty percent. This is a result. What was the action you took by strengthening digital marketing strategies? This was the action you took, all right, to solve a problem. Now, the problem you might have solved might be a problem of um, not having a lot of digital, you know, a lot of people coming to your website and all that. You get, you might not have a lot of people coming to visit your page. So you're able to design a strategy, a digital marketing strategy that solved the problem of page visibility. And so when you designed it, it was able to increase page visibility by 50%. So you just must know how to sell yourself and your
your achievements. You should have more of your achievement in your CV than your duties. Okay? You should have more of achievement than duties. So that's how you put that person. You can you can also it can also be let me give you another example again. You can say uh, suggested new tactics or new strategies for reducing customer cancellation. Alright? Suggested new tactics was the action you took. Suggested new tactics to reduce customer cancellation. Customer cancellation is actually the problem of the company. Alright? Resulting in 5% decrease in customer cancellation. So, probably the organization was having problems with or issues with customers canceling their orders. Alright? So, you now suggested a new tactics or a new strategy to help, you know, reduce this customer cancellation. Resulting in what? 5% decrease in customer cancellation. So, that is an achievement. You put it there in your CV. Okay? I, I believe that somebody is getting light from this discussion. Yes. I believe that somebody is getting light from this discussion. I believe strongly in my spirit that somebody is beginning to understand how to really market himself or his personal brand in the job market and stay consistently profitable on a regular basis. Okay? So, so that's how it works. So after that, you after your work experience session, you can put in your educational background and any form of award. Alright. Yes, if you've had award in your previous where you've worked before, you can put them in your CV. In fact, it could be one of your bullet points. You can say I was I was recognized and awarded as uh, as the best junior employee or the best senior employee. You understand? So you can put it that way. This is how to market yourself as a person, as a personal brand in a competitive job market. Alright? So after your your work history or your work experience, you can now go down to writing your uh, educational qualifications, your certifications if you have any, and then if you have uh, awards and whatever, you can just put them in your CV. Alright, so that is it for that. This is so so amazing. Thank you so much, Mr. Otto and Brian. You demystified everything that surrounds how to brand yourself personally and be profitable in the job market. Wow, wow. This is amazing. So many information. I, I got I, I got information personally for myself. I am very educated on this particular subject matter now and I'm very certain our listeners around the world are educated as much as I am too. You made so many key points. Listeners, hope you got to the point. Talked about it talked about the power, uh, understanding the problem, the action step you took and the result. All this should be reflecting on your CV. Okay. And now it talked about the four major things that recruiters are out there looking for. And basically make us understand that first of all they have they are trying to get staffs who work with them to maximize profit, reduce cost, retain old customers and and attract more to, to come and be a customers to uh, 
to the company or organization per se. So all these things you consistently reflect in our CV, using our CV as a model for personal branding now. So Mr. Audio made us understand something that our CV is what to present us in the job market because you cannot be in the job market at all time. Okay, so your CV now does the job for you while you are actually maybe in a different location. So it is very, very necessary and pertinent that we find ways to optimize and update our CV to current realities. I like one part where we talked about something Mr. Audio said. It is as in it is very important to ensure we align all details in our CV to different job we are applying for. You cannot apply even if you are applying for a managerial position, you cannot use the same CV write-up for different organization or like a different sector like the hospitality sector in make example but and as well maybe the uh, tech sector they require different managerial competency and it's important we align it we are applying for uh, those jobs and updating our CV. Thank you so much Mr. Ibrahim. So I'm gonna be asking you four I'm gonna be telling or should I say sharing with you four keywords and you tell me how those words align with this topic we are discussing today is that okay sir <laughs> yeah thank you so much mr samuel thank you thank you thank you so much for this awesome opportunity to really share um, you know on how to be very profitable consistently in the competitive job market and i'm glad that our listeners are really benefiting from this so Thank you so much once again. Yes, you can go ahead and ask your question, sir. All right, thank you. So the first word is integrity. Okay, very good question. Integrity. Now, the first thing is, what is integrity? Integrity is the coherency that exists between what you say and what you do. That is my definition of integrity. So, you see, for you to be very, very profitable in the job market please and please don't ever lie in your CV if you did not achieve anything in an organization please try and achieve something if you do not achieve do not put it in your CV you see because these recruiters are psycho you see they are very very smart guys when they invite you over for an interview like I said your CV does not give you a job it is not the function of a CV to give you a job it's actually the function the only function your CV has is to just help you get into the organization. Alright, it should just it is just to give you a chance in the interview room. So integrity has a lot to do because you see these recruiters are not just looking for men who are skilled, they are looking for men who have character. So an integrity, you see, okay. Now let me put it this way: your value is what you are bringing into the organization now your value is divided into two we have your you have your transactable skills and then we have your virtue your virtue now comprises your integrity your love patient you know character that's what virtue is now integrity that happens to be one of your virtue just like they can pay you for having a transactable skills men can pay you for having integrity so integrity is actually a valuable asset in the job market. So when a, when a recruiter sees a man who, who uh, permit me to use the word, okay, let me say, who, who whatever he says is what he does, 
you know there's this coherence there's this collaboration that exists between what he's saying and what he's doing these are the kind i mean they stick to their words these are the kind of people that actually stay consistently profitable in job marketing all right it then means that if in this organization you were able to uh, achieve this now you are coming to this organization to replicate and even do more of the result that you achieved in whatever organization you've worked on before the one you are being interviewed for okay so integrity is very 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 key like i said value is what you are bringing value is now divided into two we have your transactable skills and then we have your virtue integrity is a virtue and peace all right so i hope i have answered your question mr samuel fantastic you you definitely answered it very well sir thank you so much uh it just made it very very sweeter trying to tailor integrity to value value was supposed to be one of the questions well, i think that's already covered up so we just go to the next one now which is uh consistency okay thank you so much mr samuel you see now let me add to what i said earlier on about integrity you see when you get a job now when you have been employed in an organization one thing brought you in your transactable skills was actually what brought you in like i said there is your skill set your hard skills soft skill and all that now that's your skill sets and the way your cv is professionally written is actually written to show how skillful and valuable you are now when you get into the organization it takes virtue to keep you all right it takes virtue such as integrity consistency to keep you in the organization so if there is no coherency between what you say and what you do no matter how skilled you are you can be the best all right the the let's say the most proficient um computer scientist or programmer in that in, in, in the organization all right but if you do not have this virtue such as integrity consistency you will do you will you will you, you will not do so much in that organization you will not last long in that organization you know why because a gifted rebel is not an asset listen a gifted rebel is not an asset so when an organization perceives you you are gifted but you don't have the the character to be able to stay or your ability to work with people becomes a problem so now back to your question the issue of consistency you see when you're working for an organization all these questions are not before you get a job they are after you've gotten the job and you are now working in that organization because even when you get to the organization you see you must learn to sell your brand every employee has a brand like i told you a personal brand is what people perceive about you all right is what people perceive about you so when you get into into an organization one of the things that help you sell your brand is not just the fact that you have a skill the fact that you have integrity you have you are consistent today you are you know when you are achieving result back to back back 
to back every day they are so sure that this person you see when there are certain people because of their consistency and results anything that happens to them if if they cough a company will not buy a drug they will buy a pharmacy yes a company will buy a pharmacy so it is very very important you understand these key things that your skills can give you the job but when you get into this job for you to stay profitable and uh, consistently remain relevant in that place of work you must be consistent in in in, in result delivery okay you must be consistent in the way you in your in dispensing value not that today you are on tomorrow you are off today you come to work by eight tomorrow you are coming to work by by by, by eight thirteen another time by nine no you must be consistent they must know you with one a particular culture they must know you with a particular attitude you understand you must show that yes you have this attitude to work this is who i am mm. you must be not today you are on tomorrow you are off they don't they cannot really know the kind of person you are no so you must be consistent 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 is what bets uh, uh, so you see when a man is consistent it shows that you have gained mastery consistency in the result is a clear demonstration of mastery so when a man has gained mastery it is demonstrated in the results he shows all right so if i want to if i see the consistency in your result i know that there is one mastery and two understanding of what you are doing or of your job description so you must seek to understand your job description and you must seek to to gain mastery for you to be consistent all right thank you sir wow wow this is so amazing so educational and inspirational at the same time wow so just move straight to the very last one now the very last question which is uh impact now impact to me means creating a very lasting impression in the mind of people all right it could also mean having strong influence over people all right now impact is a product of having the right attitude there is a right attitude that bets impact and when you don't have this attitude in a workplace you can never create influence or any lasting impression in the mind of people mind you i said a brand a personal brand is what people perceive who people perceive you to be so that impression people have about you is what is called a personal brand so for you to have a very powerful and impactful personal brand you must have the right attitude so when you go to place your work you greet people you honor them show them that you love them help people be be this person who you see you must not you don't need to be a senior manager to have impact no you can just be the least employee yet you have the greatest impact in an organization how by having the right attitude okay having the right attitude that can influence human actions so these are things by the time you understand that uh, 
By the time you understand these things, you are able to remain profitable. You see, I tell you, an organization, you see, let me, why should an organization be downsizing and the first thing they will think of, the first person they will think of is you? It's an error. So by the time you don't have integrity, value, you are not consistent in your results and you are not impactful in an organization, you will be the first person they will sack when they are, when they are sacking anybody. So to, you must, for you to remain very profitable as a brand, as a personal brand, in any workspace, you must have the right attitude that influences human actions. You understand? You must show honor. You must show love. You must show care to your fellow employees. You must know, you must know how to develop an effective working relationship with people. You must develop team spirits. You must have this... Um, attitude to want to help you must be ready to okay this organization having problem you want to be the first person to take the lead you are not looking for what the organization will do for you you are not interested in their paycheck even though it's important we are much more important in helping the organization achieve the four things that earlier stated which is one helping them maximize profit helping them reduce cost, helping them maintain old customers and helping them get new customers. When you do this, your influence in an organization will increase. And this is how some persons who you see coming as junior employees and in one year they've been promoted to senior executive, all right, because of the right mental attitude and or disposition they have towards others, all right? Thank you so much. Wow, thank you so much, Mr. Ojo Ibrahim. And definitely, there is a powerful that used to say, uh, all fingers are not equal, but you must still be the short one. So, uh, listeners, when it comes to impact, you ensure you are the top of, uh, top of what you do, top of everything in terms of bringing impact to the organization you are working with. You have heard it all from Mr. Ojo Ibrahim tonight. Uh, Mr. Ojo Ibrahim, we have to thank you. It's past 12 a.m. already, and we are still here. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this with us despite your very, very tight schedule. And Mr. Audio Ibrahim, would like you to share your details with us so that uh, should any of our listeners want to reach out, uh, how will they reach out to you? Okay, thank you very much, Mr. Samuel. Um, if I guess to reach out to me, you could uh, you can reach out to me on my WhatsApp number 80 I repeat again, 08063937132. You can reach me on, um, on WhatsApp. You can check me out on. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You can check me out on on um, Instagram. You can just um, um, through Numa CV Clinic. Yeah, you can reach me there on Instagram and you can ask me any question you want to ask me. All right, but I'm more active on WhatsApp, so. Okay, so Instagram, WhatsApp, either of the two, all right? Thank you so much. All right, listeners, we are done for tonight. Thank you once again, Mr. Adrian Brian, for agreeing to do this with us. And yes, for the phone number uh, for our international audience, we could equally replace the very first digit zero with plus two twenty four because we're reaching that straight from Nigeria and it will be more effective if you do that. So I remain your superstar host Samuel and this is the Borderless Business Teleseminar, proudly sponsored by Teach Africa Incorporated. Thank you and we look forward to another wonderful podcast this week. See you. Bye for now.
Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. How we are doing? This is your superstar host for the Borderless Business Teleseminar, Samuel Evagio. And tonight, we're going to be hosting uh, no other person than uh, Mr. Edu Kiawe Isosa Desmond, who is a fashion preneur. He's so much into fashion, basically, based in Benin City. And today, he's going to be talking to us about. Uh, is about how to improve or increase rather your networks by looking smart all right mr desmond uh before we move on we'd like you to introduce yourself tell us a little about yourself and tell us about black good designs oh i forgot to say that mr desmond is the ceo of black good design one of the leading fashion uh, uh organization in benin city nigeria so mr desmond i would like you to tell us about yourself about your fashion journey and uh, everything or if possible some snippets from what you do at black good designs hello everyone good evening my name is edo gary asusa desmond i'm a fashion designer ceo black gold designs uh, my fashion house is based in Benin. I started this journey like let's say about some years ago, three years ago. And as we all saw, have learned so many things in the process and it has all been God. God has been faithful. God has been very faithful. I've learned, I've learned. It has it has been a wonderful journey. I've seen so many, so many aspects of fashion designing, and it has been wonderful. Well, thank you, sir. All right, Mr. Desmond, thank you so much for that very brief introduction. So, about Plago Designs, we'd like to know a little about Plago Designs. Uh, currently, uh, at the moment, how effective is Plago Design in the Benin fashion industry? Uh, talking about Benin City, so we don't miss it up because most of our listeners are from the international audience. So Benin City, Edo State, Nigeria, are being very particular. But we are trying to ensure we see how the fashion industry culture and the lessons from this very particular geographical location could equally apply to the international scene too. So uh, back to you, Mr. Desmond. How has it been like Black Design trying to evolve? And break out and become very successful too in the Bini fashion design industry. Yes, Bini City. Um, like I said earlier, we started not quite long ago. It has been a work in progress. We are actually doing our best to make sure we spread our wings so that we can be able to touch every aspect of male fashion designing so that when we are called upon we will be able to deliver so it has been a work in progress we are doing our very best so that we can be able to satisfy our customers whenever they need us thank you all right mr desmond thank you for trying to let us understand the Journey thus far with Black Gold Designs. I would have loved to ask why the name Black Gold Designs, but because of time, just quickly 
diving to the topic of discussion for today which is how to increase your net worth by looking smart okay so many people have come to realize that uh, the parable which says how you dress determines the way you be addressed come to realize how true it is and you can't really hide away from the fact that that is very very true now we are trying to relate that looking smart that's dressing up to how someone's network could equally increase or hit the roof do you mind sharing with us how uh, looking smart and increasing network correlates how do they relate and definitely our listeners would like to know about this so they can equally find a way to attach this to their daily lives and improve their income because it's very important income increase very very important as regarding our topic for this evening how to increase your net worth by looking smart one thing we should all know is clothing affects our first impression dramatically that is how we are dressed and how people see us they are very related they are very related but this evening i'll be talking about how we can save money and still look smart that means either to spend much and still look smart all right mr desmond you're gonna be driving the conversation this way now talking about how to look smart why saving money and at the same time increasing your net worth okay so that's very fantastic because surely we quite understand that uh, everyone's net work is equals to your net worth so Please, the floor is yours. One thing about dressing is this. Dressing well isn't about looking expensive. It's more about what it, it it's more about what it signals. When people see you, what are they thinking of? Like when they see you, what is that first impression they get when they see you? Looking good help you develop your social skill. Like there's this confidence that comes with dressing well for example when you are dressed well you know ah if Dangote approached me at least i'm looking good enough for him to regard me that's something that's something dressing can do it gives you this confidence that was why i said it helps increase your social skill there's this confidence you suddenly have in public like ah like there's this pride in you in, in in what you are wearing that's one thing dressing can do for you and there's there's a saying that goes like this when you look good you feel good when you feel good good things happen so you have to dress well to to for you to attract good things for you to for you to get good things from people and people respect people that dresses well there's this regard there's this high regard they give people that dress ah they say ah they are dressing well and the disrespect that goes along you dressing well. Oh, amazing, amazing, Mr. Desmond. So, with regards to being well dressed and uh, trying to attract, or should I say, increase your net worth by paying attention to looking good. So, now you have tried to explain how, or should I say, the benefits that comes with looking good how do our listeners look good 
Can you give us some step-by-step principles or strategies they can follow that can enhance how they look and uh, directly increase their net worth as a person? There are no particular strategy to looking good. As we all know, they say looking good is good business. So fashion is more about vibing. Just do what you know you can do. Just do what you know feels good, what you are comfortable with. That's one thing about fashion. Do what you are comfortable with. Dress the way you feel comfortable. Dress the way you feel it's appropriate. That's one thing about fashion. Do it your own way, your own style, your own pattern. In a way you are very, very comfortable. There's no particular strategy to dressing good. Just dress neat and fine and you'll be good to go. Alright, Mr. Desmond, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. You have made for stand from Mr. Desmond. He's trying to make us understand that dressing or looking smart is very much uh, directly proportional to being comfortable. Now, you're being comfortable to create socialization, raise the power of confidence in your personality. And definitely, confidence is one of the big things that uh, higher networks look forward to. If you are not confident in what you bring, confident in your ways, then your network doesn't have any reason to be confident or increasing. Let me use the word confidence in that regard. So, dressing smart equals being comfortable. Being comfortable increases your worth or your value in the eyes of the network network you are, you are, you are, you are looking forward to jumping or building a relationship with. Now, see how this all relates. Now, in confidence, looking smart, comfortable, higher networks and higher network. Amazing. So, Mr. Desmond, uh, apart from this very uh, snippet of sharing to us, do you still have any other thing you'd like to share with us? listeners so they can fully apply this in their fashion life okay i'll be sharing with us on how we can actually save and still look our best do not buy a dress that doesn't suit you and also don't go for a dress that we sell for just one occasion go for a dress that can serve for multiple occasions a dress you can wear to different events and meetings okay do not go on an extravagant spree because sometimes you see some people they spend so much on their wares and they forget about saving don't do things like that always have plans to save always have plans to save create a uniform pattern that is for example if if um if you have a navy blue trouser already there's no need to buy another navy blue trouser go for other colors Go for black brand just for you to be able to rotate. Rotate. Okay. And also do well to take care of your old clothes. Thank you. All right, Mr. Desmond. Thank you so much for finding time to do this with us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you all have got to hear first time from Mr. Desmond about how to look smart and improve your net worth. Okay. So the thing basically is that, yeah, though it was veering towards savings of course you cannot hide or shy away from that that reality because 
uh, he, he just wants us to be financially responsible despite the fact that we want to look good and attract quality networks most people go out their way spend all their earnings on fashions getting clothes from fashion houses boutiques and at the end of the day they have not improved their network neither have they uh, created an opportunity to enhance their networks so this is what mr desmond has been driving at since the beginning of the conversation so should you want to improve your network you don't have to add spend you don't have to spend more or you don't have to seriously spend to do that all you have to do is to ensure you know what you're looking for then be comfortable with it comfort increases your confidence from your confidence your network in fact people are actually attracted to confidence there are so many people who are not even dressing too smart but or should I, in your own language or in supposed language dressing too smart as in looking so classy but their confidence level attracts a lot of people into their network and automatically their network increases so this is what mr desmond has been driving at since the beginning of this conversation Mr. Desmond, CEO of uh, Black Good Design, I want to sincerely appreciate you for finding time to do this with us. God bless you, sir. Looking forward to having you again. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. I still remain Samuel Royal, your superstar host for the Borderless Business Teleseminar, proudly sponsored by Teach Africa Incorporated. See you on Thursday. Right, bye for now.